You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Case with episode one was I saw it nine times in the theater. Uh, it wasn't until uh, which I was 15 at the time. Um, it was, it came out on my 15th birthday. Um, and I loved it. And you're 15. I was 15. But it came out in 99. Yeah. I'm old. Yeah. But you're not that much older than I am. I feel like I was, I feel like I was like in the seventh grade. Well, I wasn't. You, you, yeah, you probably were (laughs) a couple years younger than me. I I think that math lines up. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It does line up. (laughs) Um, I was four. And, and that, uh, again, 12 to 14 is a huge age difference at that time. Right. You know, two years is nothing. I was old enough to get, get a two-handed lightsaber. Oh, yeah. And it was a toy. Yeah. Like, to want one. It, I was old enough to be where it was kind of weird that I was still buying Legos. Right. Because I bought some Star Wars Legos with this. But anyway, that's another Also 20 years old. Um, so I went and saw it that many times in the theater. Uh, saw it as many times as I could. Loved it. Ate it up, bought every like everything you could get your hands on. The merchandising for that movie is you've never seen anything like it yeah. since. Um, mainly because a lot of it just sat on the shelf, especially the Jar Jar Binks action figures. Right. Actually, here's here's well, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, and then it I took, saw one of those for sale at Angels Antiques, and I'll oh, buy it. I'd buy it. Yeah, I should have. Th- uh, three years later, um, like probably weeks before Episode Two was about to come out, I finally turned to my friend who. Sort of became a big Star Wars fan. We became friends when the special editions were coming out. And um, that was the first time he had really seen, seen the movies, too. And he like got really into Star Wars at the time. And we, I turned to him and I was like, you know, I think it's time to admit it wasn't really that good of a movie. He right. was like, yes. <laughs> we both like agreed at the same time. Uh, but I, I've come around on it since. Um, it, I, you know, I've watched it. I've defended it. Um, Kyle Newman, uh, the director of Fanboys. Have you guys ever seen that? It's a no, movie about Star Wars fans on a mission to see uh, episode one before it's released because one of them had, like, their friend has cancer and they're Star mm-hmm. Wars fans. Um, and it, it, it's a funny movie. Uh, he's directed some other stuff. He's married to Jamie King. I don't know if you guys know who that is. No. Uh, she's a, she's an actress and model. Anyway, his whole thing, uh, until, you know, now, before the, the sequels was, if you only like, if you only like the original trilogy, well, you're giving Star Wars a, a, a D. Right. Uh, it's, you know, you're not a fan. You don't like Star Wars. Um, I don't know if that's the case. I think you can like different parts of Star Wars. Um, but I've gone back, just the other day I was watching episode one, and I watched it, and I'm like, this is this is good. This is a fun movie. It really gets bogged down when you get to Anakin on Tatooine, and he's this little boy, and unfortunately, he's just not. I don't know if it was the actor, and I, I hesitate to say it. This actor has had uh, some issues over the years, and a lot of it due to abuse he's gotten from people who hated his performance. Star Wars fans are not super was, chill online. What, like eight when he was yeah. in this movie. So. Yeah, um, he, his performance is just not very good in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The other thing I found myself thinking is that Jar Jar is really not that bad. Jar Jar is awful if you went in expecting something else from Jar Jar, (laughs) which a lot of people did. He was very hyped. Fanboys, the movie, pokes a lot of fun at this. Uh, Seth Rogen is in the movie, and he plays a character who has a tattoo of Jar Jar that he's gotten before the movie even came out because of how hyped he was. But he's just a representation of how people were hyped on that movie. Um, Jar Jar's not even that bad. He, he, he's not in it that much. He, he sticks out like a sore thumb when you're just like, what is this? But if he's just not really in it that much. My hot take about episode one and the prequels in general mm. is that the problem is not what people think it is. The problem is that they were made in 1999. Yeah. And you know what else was made in 1999? The World Is Not Enough. Yeah. One of the worst yeah. James Bond movies of all time. But you know what else was made in 1999? You know what else was made in 1999? The Matrix. Yeah, but you watch Matrix now and you're like, man, this is this looks weird. <laughs> At least there was not, none of that uh, the, the camera stuff they do in The Matrix in the yeah. Star Wars movies. It wouldn't have shocked me if they had tried it. It's it's very of its... It's, yeah. it's the most of its filmmaking time. Yeah, it We're is. We're going to just do... All of the CGI we can possibly do. Well, at the so, same time. So, you know, there's more model work in The Phantom Menace and location work than in any of mm-hmm. the other movies. In the other nine movies or yes. whatever it is? Yes. There, there's more model work in that movie than any of the others. Because they had to do that palace, and I'm sure that... Well, that, a so a lot of the... A lot of the stuff they filmed in Italy, they did a lot of location shooting. Right. Episode two is the one... It's filmed episode two is the worst movie. Completely ended. <laughs> I thought that when I was in the ninth well, grade. Clearly, you haven't seen Rambo: Last Blood. I saw but, episode uh, two and I was like, "I'm a, I was I, like, I don't have to." So see this anymore. here's my thing. I loved episode two when it came out. Um, it has aged the absolute worst of all of them. It's boring. There are things to like in it. There's the big clone battle at the end. There's that big lightsaber battle with a bunch of uh, Jedi f- yeah. fighting. Um, there's the battle between Django Fett and Obi-Wan. There's, there's a lot to like in it, but it just gets so bogged down in all this convoluted mystery that ends up going nowhere. Right. Uh, which makes it age the worst. It was filmed in 720p, so it looks terrible mm-hmm. when it's upscaled to 4K because of all the effects were filmed were done for 720p. Yeah, when so, you watch it on your brand new 4K... Yeah. So it TV. looks the worst. Yeah. The plot's the worst. The performances from uh, Hayden Christensen are, are are not good. But even Ian McGregor, like who I love in almost yeah. everything he's ever done, there are scenes. He's in got the that prequels. sweet mullet in that movie. Well, there are scenes in the prequels where it's like, is this dude on like a depressant? Like, is he <laughs> he's just floating through? Yeah, like he's just kind of <laughs> halfway there. Yeah. Um. It, I say that about Hayden Christensen, but there's actually a few scenes in it where he's, like, really good. He was hired to do a thing. He was hired to do this James Dean thing. The thing is, George Lucas can't direct actors. He's never been able to direct actors. And that's okay. Um, that's why Empire is so good, because someone else was directing the actors. George did all everything else. And even Jedi, someone else was directing the actors. George was doing right. everything else. Um. Anyway, I don't know if we want to keep going on with this. Well, I just want to say, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, Episode 3 was my first movie. Really? Really. It's the that's best where I started. 
You know what's wild? And it's got maybe the best lightsaber battle. So whole, that one came out. Series. That one came out on my twenty first birthday, um, and I, I think I saw it a second time, and that's the one I saw. That's the Star Wars movie I've seen the least in the theater, and it is the best of the prequels. Yeah. Um, it is what everyone else. Yeah. It's what everyone wanted to see in the prequels. They wanted to see this battle. They want to see Anakin and Obi Wan fighting together. Um, Nobody I never really, saw no. it in the theaters. It's the only oh, Star Wars I didn't see. Man, you messed because up. of that. Because I was so mad about. Right. I was at the point. Okay, look. Ninety-seven. Batman and Robin comes out mm-hmm. as as well as Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. And the uh, special editions of the Star Wars. Star, so so there's a lot of crummy stuff getting. Oh, the special edition of the Star Wars movies are great. Don't let anybody ever. Know. I know. Well, they're great. Then you get Episode One and The World's Not Enough in '99. Yeah. You, you're seeing. To me, like the late '90s, early 2000s were just a bad time. The problem is that Star Wars didn't do the James can't do right the James Bond thing, where they go, "All right, great, new actor, new, yeah. new everything. We're going to reboot with Casino Royale. It's going to be the best of the entire franchise, in my opinion." I, I've got a friend that thinks that that's what they should have done with the sequel trilogy. Just recast everybody. It wouldn't have been a bad idea. Um, I. I We've done this with James Bond. It could, ha- it could work. So I, That's why I've liked the uh, Solo and Solo yeah, wrote and one, one of the two best movies no, they've made. Look, guys, this is, this is what they should have done. They should have never done... They should have never started the sequel trilogy. I agree. They should have just made Rogue One, made Solo... A couple more of those. Uh, Give me a Chewbacca story. Just do these movies. Wasn't Mandalorian supposed to be a movie at first? Well, it's, it's, there's supposed to be a Boba Fett, Fett movie. Okay. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy is literally the worst yeah. in her job. She she hired Simon Kinberg and Josh Trank to do that movie. Simon Kinberg is the hack of all hacks, and uh, Josh Trank was coming off of this like independent film he made, and then this awful Fantastic Four movie that he made that he like was apparently drugged out on the set all the time. He got fired. I mean, she has had to fire so many people because she made so many bad hires. She's just terrible at her job. Well, and they, I feel like Good thing we're not owned by, or we're not being paid by uh, ABC or uh, no, we're not. Disney. Yeah, it's a Vox Media production. <laughs> Hit the theme, Jack. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bowles Jackson. Salutations, Oregon Truthers. The correct journey here at Stadium Time is 8.45 Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True Podcast, harbored by college and magnolia.com. I'm Senna Crow, at Senna Crow 2 on Twitter, at Senna Crow on Venmo. To one side of me, a very well-rested rumor monger, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett. There's nothing wrong with a nap. Nothing wrong with a nap. The S is for sleeping in. James and Lydia kept me up this weekend. That's what I'm talking about. Indiana James. It's the other side of me, giving you the full Fort Payne ASMR. A man of taste, a man who had his 100 years of down-home run through his blood. A man who loves dunk. AU Chief. At AU Chief. It's true. All of it. <laughs> that was a really bad Harrison Ford. Here's the other thing about Star Wars and James Bond. They could have done, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. What I thought you were doing a really good... Christopher, uh, uh, Christian Bale, Batman. Oh. <laughs> they couldn't. Where's the trigger? Why not go super dark? Yeah. You know, my kid, my kid really loved 
where's the, you know when he's where are the drugs where's the trigger i yeah. used to do that to him when he was like <laughs> six months old and he would just laugh as like crazy like imagine they ca- they get christopher nolan to do the next yeah a star wars story and they just go super dark yeah. with like what luke was doing well, between well, well guess what they're planning on doing now no more trilogies they're just going to do movies outside of the, in the star wars universe which is what they should have done from the very beginning because no, we didn't know what happened also luke bob Weiger is also he's a great businessman He's sort of like a mobster. He's also yeah. an idiot when well, it comes to stories. He well, wants Disney's the mob. He wants uh, James Bond. He said so. That'll be fun. He'll probably get. Well, I don't know. James Bond's not owned by someone he could groom for years and like a pedophile right. and get him to sell it to him. The Broccoli's own James Bond. That's true. Yeah, people named Broccoli Ryan, Barbara Broccoli, Barbara Broccoli. Her dad, Albert Broccoli. Albert. This is your James Bond part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, Van is listening to this. I like he, the fact that we're doing a James Bond in a, in a Star Wars podcast. Well, we will show. have to do it's a James Bond centric podcast uh, when uh, I cannot freaking wait. No, it looks great. Um, right now, the world, the red carpet world premiere of uh, Rise of Skywalker is happening. No way, as we record. Yeah, Ryan, did you have show notes for this episode? Yeah, I just sent them to you. Oh, okay, like Sorry. before we started. There's a game yeah. we're going to play, and I didn't want I didn't want you looking ahead and cheating. Do you want to go ahead and start with the game? We can. Okay. Mm. Because not only is it Star Wars week, it's early signing period this week. Oh, Crow's favorite goody, week goody, of the year. goody, goody. So, Crow, that's the game we're going to play. Is this a commit or is this a Star Wars character? Oh, great. <laughs> because I, think, I, I probably know, know more about Star Wars than I do about <laughs> Crow. I know Crow did not listen to our special Orange and Crude episode last week. Guilty as charged. <laughs> All right. So, here's the game we're going to play. I've got 11. If you can name half or more than half, you win. Okay. And I'm just going to say their name. You're going to tell me Star Wars or... Does Crow know? Does Crow know? And I'm going to let Chief kind of go into who some of these uh, Star Wars characters are. Okay. We'll start easy. Number one, Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby is a recruit commit. There you go. Sounds like a Star Wars He does. He does. (laughs) These are all going to sound like Star Wars characters. (laughs) A five-star running back out of Hogansville, Georgia. Number two, Kyle Garnett. Also, I saw Tank Bigsby play a football game this year, so let's <laughs> put it that way. Kyle Garnett, Kyle spelled C-H-A-Y-I-L. Uh, he is a commit as well. Is he? I think so. Is he? Yeah, final answer, commit. Okay, there you go, two for two. Oh, man. He's a three-star quarterback out of Lakeland. Yes. yes. You get the big names. Number three, Wes Jansen. That's a Star Wars person. Chief, is it? Is it? Wes Jansen. Yes, it is. Yes! Do you know who he is? Is he a, is he a pilot for the Alliance? Oh, you're close. Oh. He's wet, well, he ends up being, he's Wedge's tail gunner in The Empire Strikes Back when it shoots the tow cable. Okay. See, he sounds like... It's like, great shot! Listen, they're not... <laughs> Lucas Wes is not just a genius. A normal great shot, name. Jansen! Wes is just a normal name, though. Yeah. Of the three that we've said so but far. Jansen. That's a very, like, all of the pilots in the Rogue Squadron seem to have names that you would have, like, for pilots you, in you American his, Air Forces. You want to hear his baseball card uh, description? Yeah, give me He's a from the planet Tanab, famous for, they must have heard about my maneuvers at the Battle of Tanab. Oh, gotcha. Billy D. Williams, you know. Billy um, D. Williams. He uh, went on to star, well, sort of star, in the Rogue Squadron novels later on. Oh, now we're talking Mm-hmm. Those are not canon anymore. All right, three for three. Good start, Crow. I know. We got to go through them all, right? Crow is. Oh, we're gonna go through all. Oh. Crushing this game. You are. I'm killing it. Elijah Canyon. Elijah Canyon. Yeah. 
I don't think that George Lucas is going to use an Abrahamic religion's mm, name. No. So I'm going to go with Recruit Commit. You mean the main character of Star Wars is Luke Skywalker? I know. <laughs> but that's different. It's the gospel know. of Luke. I know. Give me Commit. He's a Commit. He's a yes. wide receiver. <laughs> Nail him. Man. Man, this is All four right. for four. I could not have told you what position he played. He's a wide receiver no out of Hollywood. Yeah. Probably with Florida. It is. <laughs> Number five, Canon Jarrus. Can, can I spell, can you spell Canon? Is it K-A-N-A-N? Is it Canan? Give me Star be. Wars person. It could be. It's a Star Wars character. Oh, yes. Guys, we, almost, we almost had him there. I am undefeated at this game. You guys probably thought I, I was I actually wasn't this. sure how to pronounce this. I could have said no, was, Kanan. It was Kanan. It would have been more... It was Kanan. Okay. Kanan Jarrus. A little more Abraham. He's uh, one of the main characters in Star Wars Rebels, the animated series. See, I haven't watched a single one of those. That doesn't mean I don't like Star Wars, I feel like. But that's the thing. No, like, it's fine. I haven't watched yeah. any of you the know, cartoons it's, or Lego it's, movies. Well, you don't have to worry. Those aren't canon. Huh? Because... Name was his, Kanan. No, his name is Kanan. Kanan. Kanan He's played by Freddie Prinze Jr., by the way. Oh, sweet. Uh, he was a uh, apprentice what during... What is Freddie Prinze Jr. doing these days? I guess doing voice, voice acting. Uh, and uh, he plays D&D online. Uh, streams it. Freddie Prinze does? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's married, with... married to Sarah Michelle Geller. I, I knew that. Ryan, you missed out. On <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to tweet Michelle at him that we mentioned him on the pod. He might listen. Heck yeah. He was also in the movie called She's All That. He's dreamy. Terrific. Very dreamy guy. Shout out to She's All That. Great flick. <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. Oh, man. Dulé Hill. What happened to all Is the three named... Is that a Star Wars character? Yes. <laughs> what happened to all the three named teen heartthrobs from our youth? I know. Like, what was that that's guy a, from One Tree Hill? Sorry, Austin guys, Michael Green, Chad Michael Murray. Boom, Chad Michael Murray. That's what I'm talking about. Will Rowe Hood. Star Wars character. Damn it. He's not too bad at this. He's pretty good at this. Will Who is Will Hood? Hood? Will Rowe Hood was the guy. <laughs> this might be my favorite. He can be seen in uh, Echo Base, which okay. is the base on yeah. Hoth. On, on or as George Lucas sometimes says, Hoth. No way. George Lucas <laughs> is a total troll. He'll say things different ways. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> he can be seen running through the hallways carrying a homemade ice cream maker. That's terrific. Uh, that has uh, got to save that ice cream. There's, it's, it's been a, it's an internet meme uh, at conventions. You'll see there's like a group of guys that run around dressed like him carrying uh, homemade ice cream makers, and it now, thanks to the Mandalorian, has it has it is officially named. Uh, excuse me, the course coming back up mm. uh, is a Camtono, which is a, a type of personal safe, apparently. It's what they have to say it in Mandalorian. Yeah, it's what they have the best car in. Oh, yeah. It's just a homemade ice cream maker that they've turned into a prop. That's true, I think. <laughs> For that high budget. Yeah. Know, well, no, that's a, that's a staple of Star Wars is they just turn regular. The, the Star Trash. Uh, uh, lightsaber was just like the thing. It's part of uh, what used to be a flash for cameras. Yeah. Back in the day. Marco Domio. Star Wars character. Hey, we got yes. him! Yes, no. finally got him. that. Totally sound. I can't. We're we're. This was, this was one. We've got at least two guys that could be Star Wars characters. Marco sure. Domeo. Tank he is a corner out of Blend. Out of Blend Junior College. Out of Blend Junior oh, College. Man. He's gonna win the Hasbro next year, guys. Hasbro always been more of a. Cobra are we? Are, I heard that we were backing off the JUCO 
corners, though. Not that one. Okay, not that one. Yeah. He's been committed for a long time. Right. I mean, the last time he had a commit from Blinn Junior College. Worked out pretty yeah. freaking well. Blinn Junior College. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Here we go. Keep it on brand here. Yeah. Cornelius Ivazan. What was that last part? <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing on the pronunciation. Ivazan. It's really know. hard to find pronunciations for these kind of things. Because he's a Star Wars character. Is he? Yeah. Cornelius Ebazon's a Star Wars character. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's Dr. Dr. Ebazon. <laughs> he's, he's the disfigured man at the uh, bar at the cantina. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that says, My friend doesn't like you. That's that guy? He's a yeah. doctor? Well... Like more, he's more like Doctor Mangala, right? <laughs> he is. Uh, he's got his. I've got a death sentence on twelve systems. He's also on Rogue he, uh, One. Yes, he is in Rogue One. Look, I just he, watched Rogue One. Dropping my facts for me. I just watched Rogue One the other day. He, uh, he just likes to perform experiments on people. Usually does some cyborg stuff. That's why he's got the death sentence because these people aren't necessarily willing participants. Doesn't he yeah, get cut so. up by lightsaber? No, that's Ponda Baba, uh, his awkwardish friend. Uh, Walrus Man is what he used to be called. He's the one that's talking noise. My friend doesn't okay. like you. Yeah, he's the friend that doesn't like Luke. And Obi Wan cuts his arm off. You know, the best part of that scene is the Don't. name of the band that is playing in the cantina. Chief, what is it? Oh, come on! I know what they play. The name of the band. They're Jizz Whalers. Yes. <laughs> It's not the name of the band, but that's what they're... That's their species. That's their, no, that's their type. They're Biths. Oh, okay. They're Biths. It is... Oh, man. Jizz Whalers is the... Jizz is the type of music they're playing. Yeah. How do you love Brandon Cox? I love Cox. Oh, man. Do they not have a name? Yeah, no. Figure and Dan, the Figure modal nodes. Yeah. Figure right. and Dan, that's the right. modal nodes. Do you know which I'm one's Figure and... I'm going to back off. you know which one's Figure and Dan? No, which one? I don't know. Figuring Dan. It's Dan or Poor Dan. 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 It's Dan. Figuring Dan in the mobile notes. And the name of the song is uh, do you know the, About Me. Do you know the name of the band in uh, Jabba's Palace? Do, 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 do. No. Max Rebo. What? Max Rebo's the blue elephant guy. Max Rebo. <laughs> I actually thought about putting him on the list. It, I mean, that fits as <laughs> yeah. well. Could be Admiral so. Modi. Admiral Modi. That is a recruit. Yes, got him again. I feel like he may have just—he uh, already won. Yeah, I think I think he may have just gone. Us bone. Yeah, thrown us a bone. Over what is there. he famous for, Chief? Getting choked out. He's the one. Oh. Your sorceress ways will not conjure them. I get you. I get you that. <laughs> that that's the guy who he says. He, he's also the guy that told uh, the the guys of the best Star Wars pod out there at Rebel Force Radio. He told them to f off in the parking lot of a convention one time. <laughs> My friend hosts Force Cult. Okay, sorry. Don't don't. Yeah. I haven't heard it, so I... you should listen to it. Shout out to James Jip. I don't think he's listened to this podcast. Oh well, then don't he listen has, to his pod either. Ones, I, <laughs> I feel like I got you on the enunciation of that. It's an Admiral Modi. It's, it's Admiral Motti. Motti. Sorry, he's played sorry. by Richard Lapomrentier. Now we're talking. He's a recruiter. Okay. Yeah, you could go on that. He's he's dead. Unfortunately, recently dead. All right, we've got two left. Zadion Capers. That's a recruit. That's a commit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I was going to... Zadion Capers sounds like a commit. I was going to... Again, I had something for I'm it. not totally sure on the pronunciation here. See, I like, I like Nerd's fake game where I had to come up with a comp for all these... <laughs> <laughs> 
But I like the basketball because we only have three commits, and I could easily done that. I yeah. should actually watch some of their tape. <laughs> we have a quarterback one. commit? Yeah, That's we good had to hear. Up, Kyle Garnett. Yeah. He's the one West that Jackson. we talked about. We talked about him a couple weeks ago when I said Cord Sandberg might be the backup next year. Oh, we talked about him because I saw him on Twitter the other day. Not only did he post like a picture of him, you know, in Auburn jersey or whatever, like they always do in front of me. Mm-hmm. Right. It was not it was him and the entire Auburn coaching staff. Mm. Like Kevin Steele was in this photo. And Travis Williams. Like they're all there. Cadillac was there and all pointing at the camera. <laughs> Super excited that he's he's there. They don't just do that for every recruit, I don't think. He's okay. the lowest rated recruit in the commit class right now. Yeah, but That's he wild. is also <laughs> probably <laughs> already at this moment ahead of Court Sandberg on the depth <laughs> chart. His you early enrollee, last week. I read. You had heard of the pod last week. Uh, Nerd actually sided with me. Well, Sandberg's going to be the backup. You think Nerd's wrong. <laughs> Woo! Because, because this dude's a, uh, an early enrollee, so, this, so Nerd's wrong. Is Court a late enrollee? The court is very is a, late. I cannot believe this guy hadn't graduated yet. <laughs> Last one. Oh, this is still going? Okay. We got one more. Yeah. You've, already, you've already won. We've done 10. You won. Yeah. I like the part where I won. Yeah. Blew it away. Killian Zier. That's a commit as well. No, that's a character in Jabba's Palace. It is. You could tell me anything. <laughs> Actually, the only Star Wars book that I ever read. Mm-hmm. What was it? Was Tales from Java's yeah. Palace. It's great, and it's a pretty decent. It, it tells you about the woman with six breasts. There's yes. a whole, there's a whole chapter. There's a whole, there's a whole chapter, story on her. So what, is, what does Killian do in Java's Palace? Um, he uh, is the guy that wraps his arm around the rancor keeper yeah. when he's crying. Yeah, I mean, like there, I guess the thing. Everybody has a name. <laughs> Every single person has a name. And that book, it's like here's this guy you you saw for one second. Yeah. Here's his entire like life. the ice cream maker guy. Yes. That, these are Crow, some. Of the, we're we're just bullshitting. Yeah, this yeah, is a comparison. Well, <laughs> he's a JUCO guy. He's actually German. Oh, nice. Do you do you know the uh, in, the Rancor keeper's name? No. Malakili. He's the guy. <laughs> crying. Yeah. I haven't seen that one in a long time either. That's, That's a good one. It's my favorite one. You did good, girl. I think you got what eight, eight of them. Wait, eight or nine out of eleven. There you go. Do, 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 do. All right, what's next? Uh, a break? Or you did guys, we already take a break? We took a break, all right. No, no, we didn't take a no, break. No, we didn't. We did the intro. Uh, let's take a break. We are at... All right, Chief. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about... The Rise of Scotland? Chief's oh. day out at women's oh, yeah. basketball. Yeah, Coach man. Coach Flo and them. Coach Flo and them. It was fun. Uh, I went out... Uh, they were giving away a sweet beanie, and I got there just in time. I had to sprint to the main entrance to get it because I went in the scholarship entrance. Uh, it has Obby uh, with a little blue Santa hat on. No way. And it says War Eagle on both the front and the back. So I took Alex. Um, thanks. Shout out to Jeremy for uh, spotting me the tickets for the day. And uh, Jeremy has season tickets to the women's games? Well, they give them to you with the when you buy tickets to the men's. Oh, gotcha. Or no, they don't give them. They're like they're fifteen dollars extra yeah. or something. So, um, it was uh, it was a great look. Um, if you've got nothing going on on the weekend, and there's a women's basketball game in town, go. It's fun. There's not a lot of people there, so it's uh, you know you're not as crowded and you're not as it's, it's not quite as loud if you've got small kids. So, uh, and my kid's a little, little wary. Right? He, the buzzer kind of scared him a little when we were there. But took took my son, 
It was great. Um, he had a great time. He sat there the entire first half watching, cheering every time somebody scored. Um, uh, it, it was fun. You, you could talk to people in there. Everybody's yeah. friendly. Um, if you want to sit down on the floor, you can. Um, Albie was down there uh, just cutting it up. Let me tell you this. Here's a hot tip. If you wanted to maybe like get your kid's picture made with some men's basketball players. Right. Today would have been the day to do it. I thought about it. They were all sitting down there, cutting up down there, and uh, nobody approached them. I figured they'd probably take a picture if I took Alex down there. Yeah. Didn't do it. Um, but the women, to the basketball, um, it was a pretty tight game. They played Bethune-Cookman. Um, it was back and forth. Um, they started to kind of pull away at the end of the uh, second quarter. Uh, we played really good defense. Um, now... I don't know if you've watched a lot of women's basketball recently. They play a lot of zone, so it's it's a little bit different than than watching the men. Although the men have been facing people that play nothing but zone recently, um, but it was fun. Um, I, I have to say, I'm someone who had a somewhat negative view of women's basketball due to having to watch the worst women's basketball uh, starting in seventh grade on before every time I would play basketball. <laughs> you'd, you'd have to sit there and watch uh, 15 to 5 games yeah. uh, and stuff like that. Um, but it was fun. It's, it's really fun. They moved the ball around. Um, like I said, they played really good defense. Um, it was fun. It was fun to watch. We've got some, some good players. We've got some seniors. Yeah, we have some seniors. We have a, a, a freshman from just up the street from Fort Payne that starts. From um, Sam Allen? Yeah. Some, she's, it, they list her from Dutton. Yeah. She's actually from, she played at Pisgah. She played uh, rec league soccer with my sister as a kid, though. Um, so. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but, You're saying she's got that down on her blood? Um, I don't know. I don't know if Pisgah is really into Alabama or not. Okay. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, <laughs> at College yeah, on yeah. Twitter, is Pisgah, Alabama into the band, Alabama? Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I like. I really recommend just getting out there on, on a Saturday or Sunday um, and take the family. I think the tickets may actually allow you to bring a friend with the ticket. Okay. Um, we I know a lot of these times, especially in conference play, they play their games before the men's team. So, yeah, sometimes they so do you get that. There, if you want to get there early for your men's game. And the the next game, I really wish I could go to, um, but it's it's not looking like I'm going to be able to because I think it's the same day I'm supposed to be going to Fort Payne. They play Jacksonville State uh, at home. Oh, man. On uh, Saturday the 28th, so the day before the men play NC, or uh, men play Lehigh. Yeah. If you're one of these people that uh, says you don't like the NBA because the fundamentals are better in college basketball, Prove to me you're not a racist and watch <laughs> women's basketball. Boy, do I have a team because for you. Because um, sexist or racist? You know, well, I don't, here's I, the thing. <laughs> I think most people who say this might actually be borderline racist. But if, <laughs> they, really like, if they really like fundamental basketball, they will watch women's hoops. Because it is. It's they, pretty fundamental. They play you're not fundamental gonna see a basketball. Um, they I will say play. you'll see some pretty horrible shooting. But then Cookman had some people, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they were playing for a dude's team that we were playing last week. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. They were like going, like doing crossovers and yeah. like just draining like nothing but net, like the fadeaway jumpers the, and stuff. The fundamentals it was, it was wild. is really good. And like there are some really stellar shooters um, in the women's game. The, the issue I have with collegiate women's basketball 
is not that the talent isn't there, it's that it seems even more so than men's to be uh, heavily congregated into a couple of teams. Yeah. And so that's is. why the, hey, you the, good? the women's team, women's game is much more like chalky than the men's. It's um, probably because there's uh, the, the talent, the talent pool is smaller because, because, because of you, soccer. And there's just as well, many teams. Because of soccer, because there's, I mean, just. And volleyball, I guess. There's, yeah, volleyball. There's just not that many really yeah. tall women. And that's what these teams want, are really tall women. Like, their shortest players are still pretty tall yeah. for, for women. And I, I would have to think that that is part of it. Um, I'll say, I, I was spoiled watching women's basketball growing up because my more went to my high school. Yeah, maybe the greatest so, player of all time. Yeah, it's wow. never going to get better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Auburn is not ranked, but Auburn plays in a conference with South, South Carolina, who is number five in America right now. Uh, Texas A&M, who's at 11. Kentucky's 14. Mississippi State's 15. Uh, Arkansas is 21. Tennessee is 23. So that is a lot of uh, ranked well, the, teams. The SEC has got to be the best conference for women's basketball. Top to bottom, yeah, I would say. Um, UConn T-B, is clearly the UConn, Notre Dame. greatest team. Stanford's ever. number one. UConn, number two. Oregon with the great Sabrina Ionescu, who is amazing to watch. If you like any kind of basketball, Oregon basketball is a fun watch. Oregon, who famously beat Team USA women's basketball earlier this year in a scrimmage, which is bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> Team USA with some of the greatest women's, with Maya Moore. Yeah. Um, I'd like you to um, tell got beat D- by Diana Taurasi. Diana Taurasi got beat to, by Oregon her, this year. To her face that uh, there's someone better than her. Diana Taurasi is, is, <laughs> is the GOAT. Diana Taurasi is the GOAT. Diana Taurasi is so incredibly good. Um, yeah, worth a watch if you're if if you're you know watching TV and WNBA is on. You see that the uh, I think she's on the Connecticut Sun still. Mm. Also, shout out to Thirty for Thirty podcast. Yeah, yeah, that was good. The podcast about her and Russia is super interesting. The spy who signed me I signed think. me. Yeah, yeah. it's a good one. Anyway, moving right along, we're gonna go straight from women's basketball into men's American football. Just a little bit. I think we're still waiting to preview next week. Yeah, but well, Ryan, can you tell us how right you were about Chad Morris being <laughs> I was so right, guys. <laughs> Man, you were adamant. He's you not coming here. You didn't think it was going to happen. And he's going to call plays. Yeah, honestly, it wasn't even as much that he wasn't coming. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to argue that it wasn't a foregone conclusion like everyone assumed it was. Oh, I think it was. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. I, well, here's... The, the thing, I think he was coming to Auburn, whether it was his offensive coordinator or not. Or, or, or analyst. Or an analyst. Yeah. And the offensive coordinator position opened up, so he was coming as offensive coordinator. Yeah. It's I a, mean, who, who are you going to hire if you bring on Chad Morris as an analyst to be your offensive coordinator? <laughs> right. I think, I think the interesting about Morris is going to be, like, he's the only person that Gus might let call plays. He's going to yeah. view him as his equal, I think. Yeah. Without being like, man, Chad, let me let me go ahead and get yeah. these, let me get these sticks. Like, I feel like he might actually let well, Chad call. You play. have to think about it. this is the first established, proven offensive coordinator we had. We've ever he's hired. Chip was an up and coming guy. Yes, Dillingham yeah. um, was definitely an up and yes. coming guy. Rhett was just his guy. Gus just made him. Um, Chad is his own thing in his own right. And it's the first time that Gus has done that, so we'll, we'll have to see. Um, I, I mean, 
Are you guys ready for us to put up like 75 in this bowl game? I'd love it. Well, Gus is calling plays in the ball game. He said, "No, that, that's my point. We're going to oh. put up a boatload of points. Everybody's like, oh, maybe Gus should be calling the plays.' And yeah. we're going to go through the whole offseason. Yeah, is it Gus? Is it Chad? Right. And then A-Day is going to come around, and they're going to look awful. Super pumped about it. You know what's not going to happen? I'm going to I'm going to say it right now. We're not going to mention it on the podcast about who's anything calling. about the offense coordinator. Yeah. No, I don't. Know. Unless someone tells me who's calling plays, I don't know if we're going <laughs> to. You know what would actually be really fun. Gus calls Not in the offseason. Gus calls plays for one team in the 8A, and Chad now calls plays for the other team. And who wins, and whoever wins calls plays. <laughs> oh, I'm yes. watching 8A, if that's yes. the case. Put some stakes on that bad boy. Like a grill, a football game needs stakes for me to be really let, interested. Let Travis Williams coach the defense for Gus's team, and let you Chad have that. Kevin Steele. You guys didn't like my grill analogy? Right, the grill <laughs> I hear that all day, man. It's an old hat for him. <laughs> it's an old hat. I wish he would put. Speaking of, he knew he was gonna put his boss in with the. Uh, yeah, so his boss's name Star is Wars totally a, uh, a commit, like a Texas well, quarterback. My boss's name is John Randall Allen. John Randall <laughs> Allen. And Did we have guys... a commit named Daniel Foster Allen. They were gonna be back to back. Did you guys see that Coach O? I watched the interview with Joe Burrow where he said that Coach O goes on a jog every day at noon. Regardless of the temperature, and that he refers to the sun as Ray Baker. (laughs) He has a name for the sun. Ray Baker. Ray Baker. Sun Ray baked. Ray Baker is the sun's name. So that's why he looks like leather. I love Coach O. Coach O. is wild man. Ray Baker. You're talking about a person who could not, could not ever be the Dallas Cowboys head coach. (laughs) It's Ed Orgeron. He's one of those guys that. Before this season, I would have said he's like Les Miles in the sense of, I want him in the SEC. I don't want Forever. him coaching my team. Right. Now it's hard to say you don't want him coaching no, your team. because he's the kind of but. coach that you would love. He's the kind of coach that players love, that players literally will cry about talking about him at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. And the kind of coach who's willing to go out and get the best coaches he can to yeah. maximize his talent. That's all you want. Somebody, he's had a journey. Somebody really needs to. Somebody no. really needs to write a long form article about his time at Ole Miss and now, and what the differences are, and and how, what's changed. I feel like how a, we a reporter that he threatened to punch would be a perfect person to do that. That's, that's Godfrey. Oh yeah, Godfrey should totally write that. I'd be interested in that because the it, man that knows the most about Ole Miss. Because yeah. it like. Something's changed. Something has changed because his. Well, like, it wasn't that's just the Ole only Miss thing. To that, LSU. It was well, Ole Miss. I know, but that that's the thing USC. that would make still make me hesitate about saying, "Yeah, I'd love this guy as my head coach." It's like that's still in there somewhere. Whatever happened at Ole Miss, and I'd I just like to know yeah. like what what the differences are and how he how he evolved mm-hmm. to where he is now. He never had how bad. different would the game oh, be yeah. if USC had just kept him when he was the interim? I, I see. I don't. Know. I don't know if he had gotten to. The full change yet, but Ed yeah. Orgeron in LA. I don't see. I don't. I don't know if Ed Orgeron in LA works long term. Is the thing. Oh, I don't know either. He is perfect for LSU. Yep. There's no one more as as perfect no as one, Pete Carroll was yeah. for USC uh, and Nick Saban for Alabama, for that matter. He is perfect for LSU. Yep. The perfect. only person more perfect to a job was Rick Pitino at Louisville. Oh yeah, he was the perfect head coach. <laughs> I was going to say uh, um, Schellenberger at Miami, too. Yeah. Perfect. Well, guys, 
You want to move on to men's college collegiate basketball? Oh, yeah. Ryan and us. College did you, did you say it was college collegiate basketball? Men's college collegiate. Intercollegiate basketball. I think oh, okay. he, he changed his uh, term in the yeah. there as well. So, because we talk about NBA basketball, Luca got hurt. Oh, for a couple of weeks. That's be bad. Did he get hurt on Star Wars night? Please he don't. did. Oh, man. I know. But they gave out Luca Skywalker t shirts. Oh, what a shame. Damn. It was a tough, 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 tough beat. One of the best things that happened in the NBA last week was the Mavs played the Pistons in Mexico City as part of the NBA's Wild. plot to take over the world. And what did Charles Barkley say about that? I don't know. But. I'm not sure if I'm going to repeat that. Yeah. Luca Doncic. Something about building the wall to keep uh, yeah, the Pistons. Said, oh, well, oh sure. Detroit fans <laughs> are hoping they build the wall. <laughs> the Not a bad idea. So before the game, <sighs> Luca, so, who played in Spain since he was 15 years old and is fluent in continental Spanish, addressed the crowd in like fluent Spanish. He actually speaks better Spanish than his English. And the crowd cheered because there's this NBA player speaking to them in Spanish, blah, blah, blah. And he passes the mic to Blake Griffin, <laughs> who, who then just yells, Hola, Mexico! <laughs> and he probably got just as big a cheer, yeah, right? cheer. <laughs> And that was all that he said. So. Hola, Mexico. Uh, perfect. All right. Auburn men's basketball beat the St. Louis Billikens in a fist fight. Yes. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Um, that game was... I watched every minute of that game. It was... One of the more physical basketball oh, games you'll ever see. Guys, I realized we have another eight-game break or eight-day break coming up. Uh, it's uh, mm. before we really get into the meat of this. Saturday season. to Sunday, Christmas break. next Sunday. Yeah, Christmas yeah. break. Luckily, uh, everyone else should. Anyone we play should also yeah. have a long yeah. break. I mean, we played. Uh, it was it was one of the ugliest games we've probably played all season. There's only really. One guy that really covered himself in glory in this game. Yes, and everyone else had, and he missed a lot of free throws. We played Um, what looked a lot like a Texas junior college basketball game. (laughs) And Javon, maybe that's why he was at. I mean, it was a best. It was a it was a prison rules. Oh yeah, yeah. There was they were letting everything go. And like it was as close to a triple double as we've seen in a long time. We we talked about this on the slide. Twenty seven six. Oh, I meant to say. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Javon reminded me this week uh, that the freshman from Pisgah, she's got a little Javon in her. She was getting a, grabbing a ton of rebounds playing a wing position. Javon is game. such a good rebounder, man. She was a sneaky good rebounder at the wing. Anyway, J- Javon is a primo rebounder. Very good point guard. For, the, for a guy who is six feet tall, six one max. He's averaging about five a game, I think. Yeah. Rebounds. Um, but besides Javon... It's it's a it is a bad look. Looking at the advanced stats, we're looking at offensive value ratings of like just horrible stuff. Samir had one of his worst games. Offensive rating for Samir Dowdy was where are we at here? There it is, 115. That's not bad. He was third on the team though, behind Anthony, behind Javon and Anthony. Well, Anthony had those big shots. So. But Anthony, Anthony had a be- decent game, but again with the fouls before that shot. Anthony was not having a good game. No. Before his two made threes, it was like, this guy's 0 for 3 on we, three. And we, It was weird. He, you know, we worked. like that was We were like, we're going to get Anthony a shot right yeah. here. This is what we're doing. Yeah. He, he basically played D'Angelo's role yeah. in this mm-hmm. game. Yeah. He was a stretch. D'Angelo didn't play well. Because here's, yeah, is it, it's a little early to call timeout on D'Angelo, but he's not having a good year. I don't think. I think we've seen he, he's not going to get pulled as a starter. They're going to keep him in there as a senior starter. 
But his minutes might start coming down. He had 19 in minutes. In favor of Flanagan and uh, Cambridge. He had 19 minutes. Cambridge had 13. Flanagan had 14. Jamal Johnson had 16. He was throwing Jamal Johnson in there just because we got to find somebody who can hit a three. Yeah. And he didn't. Uh, he made he one. one. Yeah, John, Johnson, uh, I'm afraid, is... He's fine. He's a third guard. Yeah, he's a, he's a four-year player. Well, no, because he's a... Oh, that's right. He's, he's a transfer, transfer from Memphis. Memphis. But he's got three left to play. Right. Well, Let me two, two after this. Yeah, two after this. Yeah. Isaac Okoro played 34 freaking minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Bruce knows he's only got him for a year. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he's also eighteen. Right. He's not gonna get tired out there. This guy's thirty-five minutes tonight against St. Louis. Meanwhile, guys like Samir got thirty-one. Javon with thirty-one. Yeah. Um, Austin twenty-two minutes. Austin twenty-two minutes. We talked about some of the slack. Anytime your offensive rating is in the fifties and your usage rate is in the thirties, that means that you're just forcing. The ball to you, and you were yeah. doing very little. They with they, it. they were forcing it, the ball into him when he was like six feet out from the bucket, and yeah. like he was trying these. <laughs> the Kim Olajuwon hooks that were not working out. St. Louis, I mean, they they knew. Oh, they were found we gotta, we gotta, we, No, we got to try and bully him. Yeah. Look, fifty-seven percent of the time he had the ball, he took a shot. Yeah, twenty-seven percent of the time he got the ball, he got fouled. Yeah, and sixteen percent of the time he got the ball, he turned it over. He did not make a pass. Yeah, but he got fouled so much in this game that they, like you said, they only called as much as they could. That they eventually forced Austin early in the game. He was way better than he was late mm. in the game because he quit going hard to the hole because he didn't want to lose a tooth yeah. or have to miss free throws. I think it, at some point his free throw shooting got to him where he was like, "I would rather take my chances mm. at a left-handed hook shot." From six feet out. From six feet out, then a 15-foot set shot. It was rough to watch. <laughs> and as bad as our free throw shooting was, it was not as bad as St. Louis's, man. That is the worst thing I've ever they seen. They are literally in last place in free throw percentage. Yeah, well, I thought the they were better than us in this game. They shot 40%. No, they were, they were no. not better than us. They, they hit a couple later in the game, I think. I just Javon missing every single one of his, maybe. Uh, Only one player scared. shot better than 50%, and that was Samir going 5-6. Samir's a really good free throw shooter. Yeah. I think we've we've kind of forgotten that from last year. He was a good free throw shooter last year too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was a bad look for a lot just, of our guys. We look like a team that hadn't has played one game in eighteen freaking days. And, and also uh, maybe that gym sucks. Oh, I t- <laughs> I told you I, now, I sent so. the, this message during the game. Like this gym has it killed my high, the best high school team I've ever seen. Which was the ninety nine two thousand Fort Payne High School basketball team? Go Pirates! Uh, Wildcats. Okay, go Wildcats. Uh, black and gold. Um, like this team probably averaged ninety plus points a game. Um, I can't remember what we ended. They, they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn during the game, and it, it's because of the the sight lines of that place. Mm-hmm. And it's it's gotten many a teams down there that just get in there and you just can't shoot. Because Auburn was the exact same way last year. Because you yeah. yeah. Like, like, Jared, Jared Harper, Harper could, hitting like hit 12 free throws in the last five right. minutes. Isaac Okoro had a 12-5-1 game. He had a pretty good That's game. That's pretty good for him and Javon. Him and Javon, had, yeah. him and Javon had, the, had the best games. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll give Devin, Devin Cambridge a shout-out, though. Oh. I mean, he, yeah. Maybe the Husk of the year. Yeah, oh yeah. 
Classic Malik moment, for sure, Without where he doubt. slammed that and then ran down the floor and had one of the worst fouls I've ever seen. Well, <laughs> he stuffed his stat sheet, though. I mean, he had two yeah. steals, he had a block, he had an assist. I mean, in 13 minutes, as one of the seventh or eighth guys on the team, yeah. I'll take that every time. Yeah, yeah good night. I like oh. game score a lot. Mm-hmm. So game score is a stat that basically just takes the entirety of uh, – of all advanced statistics and puts it into one number. Yeah. Gives you credit for other things. Yeah. For rebounds and assists. Anyway, the only guy who had a decent game score in this game was Javon with a 17.6, but Okoro was second. So Okoro's bad game. He saw him had an eight for game score. The guy who disappeared in this game was Samir for stretches, which yeah. is the first time that's happened in a long, long time. Austin Wiley had a... Probably his worst game of the year, and maybe one of his worst games as an Auburn Tiger. I mean, it wasn't yeah, that bad, so. though, for Wiley. I mean, it wasn't it was good. It was 8 but it was 8-8 eight right. eight that, that could have been... I mean, if he just made... If he'd made 60% of his free throws. If he had shot he his... Four of eight from yeah, free throws. If he had shot his season average sure. in free throws, he's at 10 points. And now we're he's talking He's not at 75%. Oh, uh, I thought he was shooting about 70%. Mm, I think he's just a volume guy. Okay. <laughs> Because look at a guy who could have easily had another double double last last sure. game, but didn't do it. Yeah, it's it's a it was an annoying one, but that that a little six three guard that just got every single. I swear they had another guard. guard that was five eight on a good day. That point guard was uh, annoying. From a rebounding perspective, it is if you're Bruce Pearl, you've got to sit the team down and go, guys. There's no way. That we should get out rebounded by any oh, team, much less a team that's got nobody within Bruce three inches of our tallest guy. After this game, I yeah, because he's he can. Well, it's I, two games in a row now. Where it's speaking like, hey, of my good friend Dragon at halftime, and I told him I, that I, I was like, you know, Bruce is loving this because he gets to go in that locker room and just scream his head off at these yeah. guys, and, the paint off the wall, and we're winning. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, that it's. It, I think Bruce has loved most of these where we've struggled because he can. He gives him something to talk about. He's like, guys, you you should have lost this game. Sure. Um, so I mean, it is what it is. If know. there's one positive takeaway from this game, it's that they did not turn the ball over. It's seven. Oh, I thought overs. you were gonna say it's that we're not playing there next year. That <laughs> yeah, they're renovating it. And, yeah. Hopefully we never go back. But, uh, yeah, no, there were seven turnovers in this game for, for Auburn. Mm. Where, I mean, they've been, that's good. They've been averaging double that. Yeah, that's yeah, not good. Um, and yeah. also, we probably don't play a team as physical as that. It was pretty, pretty, they like to bang inside. I mean, we don't play, we play South Carolina. They're notoriously usually pretty physical. Yeah, they don't have Chris Silva anymore. But they don't have Chris Silva anymore. And Chris Silva would have loved that game. Oh, yeah. God, he would have eaten that alive. Or Spencer would have loved that game. Or would have probably ended with a one less tooth and a, and a nosebleed. <laughs> and probably gotten thrown out of the game. Gotten somebody thrown out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that wasn't the Speaking game. Speaking of like the best player in South America yeah, right now. best player in South America. <laughs> Speaking of the number nine all-time recruit in all of basketball history. I talked about this in the Slack too. I, the Austin Wiley experience is a funny one because... He is expected. What is expected out of Austin Wiley versus what is what was expected out of Horace is funny to me, because Horace had horrible hands mm. and turned the ball over at a clip that was just unheard of and yeah. also fouled well, constantly. He, he didn't have horrible hands last year, right? And that's why I always said I, I thought that 
his hand, the ghosts of his hands must have gone right. into Austin last year because Austin suddenly developed hands where he could get you. You could imagine cold. if Horace had gotten five double doubles in the oh, last season, yeah. people would have lost their mind. Yeah. Yeah, this is a guy who was the ninth ranked recruit in the history of this program. Mm-hmm. Who was a higher ranked recruit than Daniel Purifoy and Bryce Brown? I think part of it is is we saw Austin. We've seen flashes of Austin being just the most dominant guy on the floor, and and you want him to do that more often. Even even these double doubles are not like what he did in that Alabama game um, his freshman year or Duke last year. which I don't even, did he have a double double in that Duke game? I don't think so. But he but played he like just, he's yeah, a monster. He played, he's he's a monster. had three or four of them already this year. I know. So he's averaging still close. pretty he's close. Like eleven nine right now. Yeah, I I mean, if if we get that out of him in league play, he's the best post player we've had. And yeah, well, and that's since the thing is that, and maybe yeah, he's even better than yeah. Brock. He's putting those numbers up, and it's not like he's playing full time starter minutes. Right. He's yeah. playing twenty a game. Right. I, him and Anthony combined are the best player. Yeah. Team I, I, my frustrations are is I just he's he's not a back to the bucket player. I, I think he, he needs to be at a certain point. You got to give that up. I mean, yeah, I think he's a, I think he so. needs to be facing facing the goal. But he's not a facing center either because he can't make jump well, shots. Well, uh, right. I think he just needs to be on his way to the bucket right. to dunk it. Yeah, <laughs> or getting rebounds. He's a back to the bucket player. Or give he's it to a, him and have a, him pass yeah. it out for an easy three. Oh, he's a good cleanup guy, though. If yes. If you're missing yes. shots. I mean, that's where he's getting all his points from is, right. is, is putting uh, well, And that's why I think he wasn't able, I mean, along with the health, he wasn't able to be as utilized as much last year because the offense was just Jared and Bryce. Yeah, and when you chuck it up threes, the when, ball's going. He yeah, doesn't he take no the chance. ball. Last year and earlier this year, off of may, missed shots, he used to he had a problem of dipping the ball down, yeah, which is yeah. a horrible thing to do. It's, it's awful he's when not, you're that big. And he's not doing it anymore. The last he's three games, he hasn't been doing it. And he hasn't dribbled. Yeah. I want to say he's probably taken six dribbles in the last three games, which is a huge improvement. I think he's not a good ball handler. It's just that when he's playing poorly, it's usually because he's not playing quickly. Right. It's it, not a His post moves exist. He just has to get into them quicker. Sure. Sure. It yeah. seems like he's almost better. Uh, and I don't know, Kurt, maybe this is something. Like his drop step is really good. He uh, has to just do yeah, it. Yeah. This may be, not be something that they teach, but it, just from what I've seen, there's a lot more volleyball going on at the net now where he's just going up and just trying to tap it. Yeah. Don't, don't even worry about catching it. Because he doesn't don't bring it, it back, too. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's probably going to get yeah. his hand there before anybody else. That goes. was something Shaq used to always do, too. Yeah. Just throw it up because he knows. And then it, I'm it gonna looks, get third. Yeah, yeah. it looks, it looks yeah. frustrating though because you see, oh, right. tap, tap, tap. He takes three rebounds. Yeah. Hey, that's how you get your double that's double. You double. I think there was, I think there was a four rebound possession. God, Not there, just for him, there but were for everyone. several. Yeah, uh, there, there was more than one of those in this game. That was oh, the Isaac Okoro. His first three of the game was on one of those, yeah. I believe. Well, you guys want to move on to? We got NC State coming up. Yeah, this NC State. We want to take a break before we go into. Yeah, take a quick commercial break. All right, and we got NC State coming up on the 19th. Now that we're back. They're the 35th ranked uh, team at Ken Palm. This is the best team we've played all year. It might be the best team we play until February, right? Until we play Kentucky. If you're not worried about home and road split, this would be the best Ken Palm team until we play Kentucky. Look, if we win this game, get ready for the hype. Yeah, we'll all of a sudden be a top two team. Because we're already in this team, you're probably winning out non-con. Because we're already number one in RPI. (laughs) 
We're number is that s- true? Yeah. That true? Apparently, I thought it was a typo. Multiple beat reporters at the same thing. We're number one in RPI? Yeah. That is wild. Have we ever been number does, one Does RPI, RPI credit uh, record more than know. performance? Not sure. I'm not a, I'm not a bracketologist. Like, yeah. Well, because like, we're the best undefeated team left. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the other ones are true. What, Liberty, San right. Diego State, and um, somebody up north. The team I can't say. I don't know how you say that name. Uh, Duquette. Duquesne. 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 It's Duquesne. Exactly. It's pronounced Duquesne. It uh, looks like, it's like Duquesne. Like Cali Duquesne, Duquesne from um, CSI Miami? Duquesne. Yeah, similar to Dufresne. Yeah, it's a, it's a French name, yes, that does is pronounced differently it's than it is. Duquesne. Spelled. It looks du- like Duquesne. Um, Duquesne is how I was thinking. Duquesne. <laughs> uh, this is an efficient team, NC State, number six in offensive efficiency. Uh, they shoot the ball well. They don't shoot a lot of threes or get many assists. So that's an interesting. Hmm. Meanwhile, Auburn is still one of the top two-point field goal percentage teams. Yeah, this team even, s- spreads the ball around a lot, yeah. right? The, the, the Auburn team? But they, no, well, we do. I think NC State does. But they, well. don't, they don't rack up assist numbers, so I'm not yeah. totally sure how they manage Is it that. all fast break points? Like, what is this? Yeah. You can assist on fast breaks. Yeah. I would say this is more of like, if you, you spread the ball around, you're probably looking at guys dribbling a lot. That, yeah, when this one because like, driving to the hole, I guess. Yeah, sister calculated differently because they don't shoot a lot too. of threes. Is that what, what you yeah. said? So it's probably just drives. They're so, not a good defensive rebounding team, and Auburn is a otherworldly offensive rebounding oh, team. So that's a mismatch for. That's a good mismatch. Wiley should have a big game in this one. Yep. Uh, yeah, but they also so. give up a ton of threes. So maybe this is a Samir or a Dangel game. If we can get Dangel going, we'll be unstoppable. Yeah. Or maybe we put Jamal Johnson in there to shoot three. I mean, like, we've maybe. got some guys who can shoot threes. threes. Don't look. You know who we haven't seen in a while? Those are things curses. He hasn't played period in a while. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yep. It's yep. weird that uh, <laughs> is, the, the two main freshmen this year were probably two of the least regarded guys in Alan Flanagan and mm-hmm. Devin Cambridge. Yeah, Alan Flanagan has played I'm not even super well. I'm still a he wasn't he wasn't great in this this last game. Um, he got he got minutes and he, he got in and, and played well. But he, then was he had a really stupid foul yeah. at one point and didn't see a lot of more action. I, uh, I'm still a big member of the Alan Flanagan oh, I, fan club. I, I think he's the official player of the pod. Yeah, probably. It would have been stretch had he stretched. You know, I know. Done something so far. <laughs> He walks around, looks really good in his uniform, and so far I hadn't done a whole lot of coverage. We really need him to start we earning minutes. We don't just... necessarily, though. It, what we need is for, is for Anthony McMore to take to attempt two-point field goals. Yeah, That would yeah, be super nice if he would do that in the game. Because he took zero two-point field Still goals. scored six points. Oh, I'm Mr. Three points are better than two points. But yeah. I would also like you to do a little bit more. Sure. Okay, and that's that. the thing is he's the best two point shooter on the team. He exactly. Was, he wasn't going to do that in this last game though. That that, that team was too physical, too physical and and he's a little bit too much finesse. I mean, he does putbacks and stuff too though. So I don't know. I tweeted that his three point release is similar to the Death Star, oh. which is <laughs> very true, yeah, man. Yeah. It, it takes a little bit. Well, it's of it's hilarious run. though because the, it's such a long wind up, but then he's. He has no follow through. He's just no. clicking in. You know, when he tries to speed it up, you know he's going to miss. Right. And he's, he's definitely worked on it every year he's yes. been here because this it's year. Shout out to Tom's Northcutt. The new, yeah. The, this year, the new, the new tweak to it is his feet are much closer yes. together. Yeah, they used to be way spread They used out. to be spread. <laughs> used to be like a tripod. <laughs> so, shooting two years ago, do you remember what his three point shooting was? It was nuts. <laughs> wow, it was like 85% or something. Well, no, it was, it was 39%. Oh, oh okay. 
Bryce's was 39% last year, too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, he last year. Last, no, but Anfer, two years ago, oh, Anthony okay. shot 39% and three. Yeah. Last year, Bryce shot 39% and well, three. Two years ago, Anthony McLemore's shot literally was like a surface-to-air missile in terms of yeah. the, it was, the amount of time it took to load it. <laughs> it was like a musket. <laughs> then, last year, he tried to make it quicker and then went back, reverted. Yes, and started making them again. This year, he's... Uh, <laughs> well, I don't want him taking contested His threes, upper though. body is the same. Sure. Yeah. The motion's the same. It's always been... He's just moved his... It now looks a little better because his feet are at shoulder width apart, mm-hmm. like they're supposed to be. I don't know. Like it, it's a wild thing <laughs> to watch. This but he makes him very strong, and he shoots it like he doesn't have any <laughs> upper body strength. And I love it. But he makes it, like you said, best best shot's the one that goes in. So, um, if we win this NC State game, like I said, the, the hype will be through the roof. Probable. It's a top ten team. Yeah, John Roth's team. <laughs> What is like the melt going to be year. like when we lose our first game when we're like 16-0 and 0 or 18-0? and 0? Are we going to lose the first SEC game to Mississippi State? At Mississippi Maybe. State. I hope not, man. Because <laughs> like, we'll be 13-0 we'll at that point. We'll, we'll be 12 up. because we don't play Iowa State until later. Okay, right. They I, match up super well with us. I'm, thinking, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about if we get to like 16 or 17-0 and 0 and then lose a game, what the meltdown is going to be well, like. If we get to the Kentucky game, if we lose like Kentucky or Florida or like – Somebody respectable, it's fine. Yeah. But if you lose that first conference game, you know you know everybody's been, oh, they didn't play anybody. <laughs> Sorry, I just whacked the table, ladies and gentlemen. Even though we have, like, the 12th ranked strength schedule. Yeah, right. So, well, guys, what else do we have to talk about? We got another game before we record again. Oh, yeah. Lehigh? Lehigh. Lehigh. I'm going to that one. Are we recording over? It's Lipscomb. We, we said Lehigh earlier. Lipscomb, yeah, Lipscomb's 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Lehigh's on the 21st. Yeah. Both of those teams. I got floor tickets to that one, guys. Nice. <laughs> I didn't scout those out very well. I mean, they're they're both like 250s. In These are good Bowl. games to have during the Christmas break. Yeah. <laughs> this is um, a good game to bring a kid to. Yeah, I... Um, I'm not doing that because I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> but uh, I'm planning to get there pretty early. These are fun. I wish I wish we had a conference game at home while the students were gone, so I could sit down there. But uh, yeah. it's, it's cool. But I'm cool. State, I mean, you'll, you'll be at Star Wars. But. I will. I will. That's unfortunate. I'm going to be uh, seeing the rise of Skywalker and hoping, and praying not to come out feeling like I did after the last Jedi. <laughs> First Star Wars movie I came out of, and like, it was just like I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that it. was literally how I was like. I don't. I don't know. It kind of Every other like one I came out of was like, episode. "This was the greatest." No that matter how I felt later. So two, and that's why I did not see episode <laughs> three until years later. It felt like they made that whole movie for the final shot of sending the ship to the other ship. No, it was like it the looked sh- cool, but then it was like, "Well, why don't they just do that all the time?" So this is the thing about Star Wars. Every so often, in a <laughs> lot of the movies, something will happen that you'll go, "No, wait a minute. Why don't?" Why doesn't everyone have that? Why doesn't everyone? I don't. The, the I don't universe blame. that has really good droid technology right. can't develop. I don't. I don't blame Ryan movie. Johnson solely for how bad that movie ended up. Uh, this is a movie <laughs> where everyone has guns, but the best people have still swords. use swords. And this is no one ever brings that up. Well, it's because they, they, they can. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the the. Uh, he, I don't know. He, he just acted like kind of a jackass after the movie came out and uh, really rubbed me the wrong way, so that didn't really help. Um, it's so just, I like a lot of other movies. Like, a lot. Uh, I've I, heard that Knives Out's incredible. I like Looper. Um, I have gone back and watched Brick. If I had gone, if I had watched Brick before I went and saw The Last Jedi, I would have been very worried. Cause That's the one about an abortion, right? 
Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's the Ben Folds song called yeah, Breaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I got it. <laughs> Ryan, Ben, ben Folds. Folds. <laughs> ben. No idea. See, you thought, I was, you thought I was making some crazy statement. No, it's just um, a Ben Folds reference. It's a reference to a song that came out before you were born. <laughs> oh, my God. Probably. Uh, um, oh, God. oh, Brick. Uh, it's the most pretentious movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Which ninety seven was when Brick came out. No, so you're that two. Was two. Okay. You don't remember it. <laughs> what do you guys do for your holidays? You're gonna be going to be in town this Virginia. week. I'm going to see Star Wars. Every day. Well, if it's good, maybe. <laughs> Curry, go to Virginia. Go to Virginia. Virginia. What's in Virginia? Family Lake House. Oh. Not my family. Yeah. Okay. Involved family. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. Is it going to be cold up there? Well, it's going to be really uh, bitterly cold. Are we doing another pod before Christmas? Yeah. Well, now that we've mastered uh, Skype. Oh, I guess we could. We can. Skype, we can Skype from anywhere, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> people, you, people need that tent. That, that sling and yeah. slinging content. Yeah, we can do that. I mean, I'll, be, I'll still be here. You guys are here in this podcast meeting live. <laughs> I'm a, uh, I, I'm, as long as we're not going to California. I'm going to Fort Payne for Christmas Eve, but I'll be right back here that night. So I'll be in the Eastern time zone, so oh. I'll be in the future. Man, you'll have to tell us what it's yeah, about. Yeah, what it's about. Uh, what are you doing, right? Uh, I'll be on the road. Not going too far, though. Just Atlanta, Huntsville. Well, when you work at home like me, just going up the street <laughs> feels like you're taking a cross-country flight. So I cross time zones go to work. So oh, it's the worst. It's so good. It's the worst. Oh, man. Well, guys, pray for you. For all of us, from all of us to all of you, we hope you have a great start to your holiday season. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Until we hear, Merry Star Wars. hear from us next. Yeah. Bonos. <laughs>